Hi, I'm Ashton, CEO of Step Change. We turn question marks into exclamation marks. We turn your, how am I going to do that into, wow, I've done it. We help organizations affect a step change to go from here and then up to there. So that's what we do. We've probably worked with about a thousand business over, owners over the last 10 years, helping them inspire step changes in their businesses and their people. Awesome. Awesome, that's sweet. Um, okay, cool. So let's, um, I, I would like to go back in time, um, 10 years ago, maybe it's even before 10 years ago. What inspired you to get into, to, to start your business and decided that this is the way you're gonna make impact and this is the way you're gonna help businesses? Um, so we go back in time, I imagine the time when I had lots of hair. That was before I started my business. It's been quite a journey. Uh, learning each one of those is a lesson, I think. So back in time, probably around uh, sort of 14, 15 years ago now, I was working with a guy called Gavin Larkin, and he was the founder of Are You OK Day? And that was the first conversation I ever had with Gavin was an Are You OK Day conversation when he wasn't OK. So Are You OK Day started in Paddington, <laughs> in New South Wales, then went to Australia, then went to the world. And in the power of that idea and the work that I did with Gavin, I wanted to start our own agency, Step Change, that was about inspiring those step changes in businesses and people. And we saw that to really coordinate and to make those changes happen, it was often a lot of different things coming together. And there was always a strategy component, there was a communications component, and there was a getting it done component. And they made it quite unique to assemble that skill set together and to go with clients on that journey. That's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Ashton. And um, let's talk about today. Um, can you walk us through your process, your workflow um, for bringing the most value to your clients? All right, so you'd like to know the process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, your, your, your process for working with clients and bringing value to clients. Sure. So when we work with a client, we figure out where they are and where they want to be. And sometimes we use gap analysis tools to figure out across seven key areas of how to affect a step change from is their purpose clear? Do they have a great strategy? Can they explain their value? Do they know how to go to market? Do they have the people aligned and the right people in the right seat? Do they have the system set up? Do they have an R&D pipeline? Are they clear about what's sitting over the next horizon? And have they considered either value creation through mergers and acquisitions or other technical ways to grow. So we have a look at a gap analysis to say, if we thought about those, if we coordinated those, and often it starts with the leaders. So we have one of our modules that we spend a lot of time working with people with, which is called the leader's mindset, that says in this place where the world's actually upside down, being in Australia, it's hard to know which way that is, but certainly the fundamental principles of success become more important when there's that dislocation of marketplaces. We talk about being in a VUCA environment of being volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And it's really bad advice to say to people, hey, be more resilient. 
it's better advice to actually equip them how to lead. Work a lot with futurists on the capabilities that humans need in this changed environment. And the four capabilities we've got it down to are strategic problem solving, smart decision-making, communications and engagement. But right in the heart of that sits what we call the leader's mindset is to be able to bring our best selves to situations and help people navigate uncertainty. Because the levels of uncertainty in workforces and marketplaces means we need to be equipped to deal with that as leaders. From there, we move to capabilities and from there, we move to the functional deployment of strategy and how we roll out into execution. That's really awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Aston. And um, my, um, I have two two questions for you. Um, one you question. There, so you've played this game before, haven't you? <laughs> I, I actually have two questions for you. Um, wow. Can you speak to how do you essentially put together and how do you coordinate um, all the effort together to help a brand, to help a client um, mm -hmm. and really support their, their, their brand. Uh, for example, uh, I can imagine you can help them with strategy, you can help them with um, content marketing, planning, um, production, writing. Um, it could also be working with the social media as well. So how can you bring them all together to support your client's brand? Mm -hmm. So the way we work with clients is always strategy first to figure out where's the impact point of where they're going to apply their scarce resources for maximum leverage. And the resource that's probably most scarce beyond budget is their team's focus and their team's time. So we work really hard to make sure they've figured out where's the leverage point to apply the dollars, focus, and time for maximum leverage. In doing that, we work as facilitators primarily where we actually figure out what needs to be done. We set objectives and outcomes and we work with the team to get alignment. We have to value alignment over agreement because it's really important for everyone to have input, but then they need to get aligned on where we are. So a standard process with us comes from a diagnosis phase, a intensive phase where we get everyone on the same page and then we can execute. Now, the sorts of capabilities we have in-house at Step Change are really around that creative content production piece. So we have writers, we have designers, we have animators, and they're able to produce thought leadership content pieces to be able to do branded explainers, to do a brand redesign so we can capture the essence of a value proposition in an amazing look and feel, but also to be able to design what we call artifacts or assets of value where there's a customer or a client over here and the business is here. How do we deliver value as we get to know them as we come together and then we're really helping our clients serve their clients and customers. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. That's a really uh, nice uh, explanation, Aston. And um, the last question for you um, is that um, from your uh, from your expertise and from your knowledge, um, and I I um, from um, working with um, more than a thousand clients in the last ten years, um, what do you see that some or most um, writers and content marketers out there miss in their process that would make their content more effective? Hmm. So when it comes to effective content, 
a lot of people produce too much information that isn't linked back to the desired outcome. And they haven't had a good conversation with their clients around what effective looks like. So effective looks like three components, impact. If you don't get noticed, everything else is academic. And a lot of people like to play it safe. In today's marketplace, playing it safe is about the most dangerous thing you can do because if you play it safe, you get ignored and nothing matters. And we've been told that 80% of people only read the headlines, but that's just the start of it. We must have impact. Then there's communication and people communicate using TLAs. What's that? Three letter acronyms. Acronyms kill people because industry experts end up with a curse of knowledge where they start communicating from their knowledge base and they forget that someone else might be here. So the curse of knowledge says, what was it like on your first day on the job? And you know what? You can't remember. And sometimes we assume our clients have knowledge and we're really excited and our clients are nodding along, but they're, they've got no idea. They're just nodding along because they don't want to look stupid. So we must get beyond the curse of knowledge and communicate clearly. And then probably the last thing is persuasion. Now, persuasion actually starts right at the start because to persuade clearly, we need to know where our customers started from because all communications is moving somebody from point A where they're thinking, feeling and doing something to point B where they're thinking, feeling and doing something else. And in that gap is communication, right? What's content? Content's purpose is to communicate, to move from point A where they're thinking, feeling and doing to point B where they're thinking, feeling and doing something else. And to do that, we need to understand our customers. What brought them into this place? What are they looking for as driving value? What are their pain points? What really annoys them? And then what are the fears and barriers? And if we understand that, then that's the persuasion piece. So you put that together, what do you have? Impact, do we get noticed? Communication, are we communicating clearly? And then persuasion, are we betting that it's gonna move person from point A to point B and bring that gap through communication? That's what makes effective content. Thank you. That that's pretty cool. Um, well, I, as I'm listening to you, I actually have one more question for you. Do oh, uh, you think um, that when we create content, when a brand, when a company creates um, content, and and really um, try to communicate through content, whether it's in a written form or in videos, audios, right? Um, is it important to really uh, bring in that psychology and creative um, side, storytelling, if you will, into creating content? Or is it more important to you data, um, to really uh, look at data and you data to create content? Um, where do you, like, what do you advise if, if, if a brand, if a, in, an internal team um, is trying really hard um, to really make their brand stand out um, by using content, right? Uh, what would your advice be? Should they follow their uh, psychology, um, the gut feeling, if you will, um, the storytelling, or should they use data and, and write essentially based on data? Okay. So when it comes to content, there's the two camps. You've got the creative people over here that go, oh yeah, we just tell a story and it'd be lovely. And you've got the data people over here that says, oh, it's science, it's logical, it's rational. And these people say it's more important. They say it's more important. And which one's more important? The answer is, of course, yes. So Kahneman and Tversky, who 
with the behavioral economists and they won a Nobel Prize in economics or behavioral psychology, looked at what motivated people and how people made decisions. Now, what's most important? It's not a question of most important, it's what comes first. So what comes first is always emotional engagement because we are 60 to 100 times, 100,000 times faster when we're in the emotive side of the brain, right? And it's not side of the brain, it's not left brain, right brain. It's called system one and system two thinking. So we have an automatic system that's constantly saying, do I like someone? Do I trust someone? Do I engage with someone? This is when we're primed to believe the world that we live in. So if we have a message that that's consistent with how people believe it, they're nodding along, they're primed to believe. And in that case, then the story and the emotive piece is more important to push through. However, if we're looking to change someone's perspective and we're a challenger brand or business, we must pop one of those beliefs. And therefore, we must come in with a strong emotional angle, but then back it up with the facts. This also holds true in a B2B sense, or if we're selling a large decision, where we make an emotional decision and then a rational justification. And that's so important, I'll say it again. No matter how rational we believe we are as humans, and we go, well, I'm rational, but they're not, we all make emotional decisions, then the rational justifications, and they come together. So that's why we actually need a story and a fact, because facts are anywhere 10 to 20 times more likely to be remembered when they're attached to a story. So that's why we don't need to get our brand out there. We need to get our brands up here. And effective content understands the combination of emotional impact, rational justification coming together. And that actually says two elements that people just need to be very clear on. Whether I'm looking at a website, a piece of collateral, a piece of content, a story, a video, the two questions that must be asked and answered is does it have desire? Does it get me emotionally excited? And then does it have permission? So it's only good content if it has the presence of desire and permission. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Aston. Um, so that, the end. So we're having so much fun as well, Sophie. Um, no, you you have you definitely have a lot to share. Um, it's it's really helpful to hear your perspective, and I'm sure that um, for a brand um, to see you and and to see your website listing, to see your agency listing, and then to get to hear from you like this, it's it's pretty awesome.